Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading other people. So I did something absolutely terrifying this weekend, and significantly more scary than anything I have ever done in my entire life. And I've done some really scary slash dumb things in my life. I went skydiving once, which was an unbelievably phenomenal experience. Uh, That was nothing compared to what I did. I've done parasailing. I have done surfing in deep water. Uh, I've done white water rafting on level five rapids. None of this compared to what I did on this weekend. So I've spoken in front of thousands of people on a stage. How can I forget that? That is most people's significant, significant, uh, most feared thing in life, even more than dying, death itself. And that didn't scare me nearly as much as what I did this weekend. So I went with a couple of friends down to the Charlotte U.S. National Whitewater Rafting Center, which is this man-made 1,500-acre plot of land that is devoted to, I think it's 50 different recreational activities. It's unbelievable, all the things you can do from rock climbing to uh, whitewater rafting, of course, to all these ropes courses, to zip lining. I mean, you name it, a whole bunch of stuff, mountain biking. Uh, So I've been hearing about this place for the longest time. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, Jeff, my sister, my family, a bunch of people have said so many great things about this place. So I finally got an opportunity to go down. Uh, we, I had uh, a couple of friends with me, Jeff and another guy, Willie, and got a chance to go and experience what this place was all about. Unbelievable. So we do some whitewater rafting and you go and the whitewater rafting is unbelievably, uh, cool. It's, you know, you've got this whole man-made river and, and like, I think it's a million gallons of water pumping out every single minute that's, you know, causing this this rapids level four, level level four rapids. It's an unbelievable experience. So, um, but the scariest thing we did, and we did zip lining, we did all this. I got thrown out of the boat on the on the white water rafting, which was a lot of fun, and uh did a whole bunch of stuff. But the scariest, most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life happened on Friday. And it was a tower that was 100 feet tall. And you basically climb to the top of this on, a, on flights of stairs. And you walk out to the edge of a plank, a small plank of wood, and you jump off of the plank of wood and trust the fact that this little tiny cable is going to stop your fall. Now, this is not bungee jumping. This is not where it's a rubber band and boing, you know, you go back up and forth. This is truly like a little cable. And what it really is, is you are free falling for about 75 feet of this 100 foot drop. And the last 25 feet, it just somehow picks up the weight of your body and it slows you down to 
a pretty abrupt stop, but not one that, you know, hurts you. You kind of land pretty smoothly on this area that's these, you know, old uh, chopped up pieces of tire and stuff like that. So needless to say, this is an incredibly scary experience. Now, for those of you who may be uh, scared of heights. Now, I never really thought of myself as scared of heights when I went up and skydove before, skydived, whatever you call it. Uh, you're up so high, I mean, you don't even sense it. You just, you're looking out of, uh, of an airplane and you just feel like you're jumping out into midair. Um, this is totally different because 100 feet up, you have to picture what this is like. I mean, this is basically the equivalent of going to a, you know, 10-story building and jumping off the roof. And just trusting the fact you've got a little cord that's going to stop your fall. You don't have a parachute. You don't have anything like that. I mean, it's true. You're not jumping over water. You're jumping over the ground. And your ledge is this little tiny plank of wood that's about the size of maybe a big surfboard that you're walking to the edge of. And you are you have to step off this perfectly fine piece of wood off into the air and trust the fact that you're going to get stopped. So... Needless to say, um, I am terrified of this. And as I'm realizing this is an option in our day that, okay, we could do this, I'm starting to think about like, okay, uh, do I have the courage to do this? I think it would be awesome to be able to say I did it. Uh, I knew I wanted to do it, but wow, I'm like scared to death. I'm like, really, my heart is palpitating. I'm just looking at this thing and it's just this big ominous tower. And so uh, my brother-in-law, Jeff, decide, and I decide we're going to do it. And uh, I can't explain the feeling at that point where you know you're committing to do something. And especially when you're doing it with somebody else where it's like, okay, you know, it's not like I'm going to be alone and nobody's going to see me turn around or walk down the stairs. But, you know, we begin this whole process of getting, okay, our helmets on and you've got this, you know, vest you're putting on and it's kind of like you're doing zip lining and you're getting everything ready. And then, you know, they check your equipment and then you start the slow walk up these, you know, whatever it was, probably 15 flights of stairs to get to this top of this tower, which was unbelievable. So as we're going up the stairs, I can't think of anything other than oh my God, I can't even breathe. Number one, I'm going up these stairs. And secondly, I'm slowly watching how high I'm getting. And I'm looking out, I'm looking out, I'm like, we've got to be at the top. And I'm like halfway up. And I'm like, my God, I'm looking up. I'm like, this is nuts. And uh, finally get to the top. And I see the guy, I'm like second in line here. I, I see the guy before me getting ready to go. I'm watching this now from a first person's perspective. And I honestly was like on the brink of a panic attack. I'm just, I can't breathe. My, my, I'm getting lightheaded. I'm like, oh my God, this is nuts. And uh, I walk over, they call me over and they say, okay, you know, you're, you're now next. And they have you turn away. So you're not looking at the edge of the platform. You're now looking in. So you're not looking out and they're strapping the the tiny little wire to you. Now I'm asking the question, okay, what is this thing like really made of? Like how secure is this piece of machinery that I'm trusting my life with? And, uh, it's this fan mechanism. It's, I don't even know how to explain it, but it just, it it's coils and knows, okay, when there's force going down at a certain rate and at certain level above the ground is where it's, the tension is going to be created. And, um, I'm like, okay, well, does this ever break? Or like, what's the, you know, how secure is this thing? 
And they said, well, we have to get it changed. We have to replace this whole fan mechanism uh, after 5,000 uses. So every 5,000 uses, we replace it. We've never had an injury, never had anybody die or anything like that. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. That's good statistics. No, I said, but like, what number am I? Am I like 4,910? Am I like number 100? What? I mean, where am I in that whole 5,000 thing? Uh, so needless to say, they couldn't tell me, but... I had to assume maybe I'm close to that $5,000 number, 5,000 number. Anyways, um, guy puts the thing, straps me, you know, straps the cord to my back. And, uh, and then he starts. Now I will say this guy was calming and reassuring. He was a young kid and, you know, maybe in his twenties or something like that, a young guy. And he's, and he's telling me, listen, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to strap this to you. Then we're going to check each piece of equipment. I'm going to go through a, a check system with you. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to turn you around to your left and you are going to be facing that walkway. I'm going to ask you to walk out to the red line. There's a taped red line at the edge of this this plank. You're going to walk to the edge. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be right behind you. And then I'm going to do a countdown. I'm going to start at three and we're going to do three, two, one, and then you're going to step off. And I'm thinking, holy crap, this is unbelievable. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to do it. Now, what was great is his just his mannerism was like, okay, hey, I had no decision making in this. He just told me, hey, here's exactly what you're going to do. And it was almost like going into robot mode. And that's really what I did. It was like, okay, at that point, you have to ask yourself, and I did, and asked myself, okay, what do I know? And anytime I think about fear and you're trying to overcome something that's scaring the crap out of you and trying to push yourself to do it, ask yourself, what do you know about this situation? Like, what are the things, you may not know some of the things, but what do you know? I don't know how it's going to feel. I don't know what my reaction is going to be, but here's what I do know. I know I'm not going to get hurt. Okay, it's kind of like going on a roller coaster. I know that I'm not going to get hurt. The chances, I, I have more probability of getting hurt in the car ride home in an accident than I do actually on this. Um, I know it's going to be over in like three seconds. I'm going to step out, bang. I'm going to be, you know, hopefully not bang. Hopefully a nice whoosh, soft landing. I'm going to be on the ground. Three seconds, it's over. I know once I get done with it, I am going to feel great. And especially since I went first and Jeff would have to go after me and I get the pleasure of watching him knowing that I've already done mine. The fourth thing I know is I know if I don't do this, I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to be so angry at myself for not doing it. So if I know those four things, I'm not going to get hurt. It's going to be over in three seconds. It's going to feel great and an unbelievable accomplishment when I get done. And I'm going to hate myself if I don't do it. Okay, then I know I just need to press forward. And it's not a matter of figuring out how do I eliminate the fear because you can't. A lot of people say, okay, how do you figure out how to, you know, put your fear into a whole different place? You can't. And if you figure out how to do it, great. But what you have to figure out is how do you still do it with the existence of fear? How do you still operate? Whether it's standing on a stage in front of a bunch of people or it's leading an organization, taking that new promotion, or in this case, walking to the edge of a plank and jumping off. And in this case, what it was is just going into robot mode, literally. The only thing I needed to think about was the simplest task, which was following his instructions. Okay, he turned me around. 
And he turned me around and I'm looking out above the treetops, a hundred feet up. I could see, it was an unbelievable view. Uh, and I'm walking closer. I'm taking steps. He's kind of guiding me. I see the red lamp, the, the strip of tape, which is unbelievably close to the edge. It's right at the edge. I walk to the edge. I try not to look down, but I do, which scares the bejesus out of me. I look out, I see this landscape, and then I hear him behind me start to count down. Three, two, one, and all I could do. Now, your body is fighting this instinct. My body was fighting me even walking close to the edge, but he begins to count down. I know I'm doing it. Three, two, one. I step off the edge, and I just... All I, I could felt my whole body almost remove my whole stomach went up to my head and uh, I like let out a little whimper or cry. I don't know what it was, but I remember hearing myself and my buddy at the ground said, yeah, I heard you say, you know, cry out something. <sighs> Anyways, I landed and I lived and I'm here to tell about it. So bottom line is I felt unbelievable, unbelievable three seconds after I had the most fear I've ever had in my entire life. Literally, I went from the most terrified I've ever been to the most feeling of highest relief and almost accomplishment of my entire life overcoming that fear. And I do have a fear of heights. So then I got the joy of watching my brother-in-law do the same thing, which was a blast. And yes, he did also whimper. Jeff, I know you're listening to this. So um, so in any event, it was unreal. So the question I ask is like, what as a leader, leading yourself and leading other people, how do you get yourself to do something, number one? And secondly, how do you lead other people? I look at the kid that was that was at the top there. Now, he could have been a totally different guy. He could have been a guy that just was kind of aloof or didn't really care, wasn't really paying attention. That would have made it much harder. This was a guy that looked me right in, in my eyes, was talking to me, was relaxing. He gave me a sense of confidence. He told me exactly what was going to happen. He was there as my leader, right? I mean, he was the one who actually helped us. Now, would I have not done it had he not been there? No, I would have done it. But he made the process a lot easier and made overcoming that fear and doing it a lot easier. And that could have been a very different situation. So I'm going to change story. I'm going to contrast that with a whole different example. Uh, this was, I think about a year ago, I was coming, I was living up in Boston. I was coming down to North Carolina and I was flying down and I had a flight planned and a tiny little hurricane popped up on the radar screen about a week beforehand and slowly became bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was going to hit Raleigh the day that I was flying. It was like a Friday morning. I'm like, ah, you know, I was at that point flying down maybe three times a year to see my family. I'm like, I got to go down there. So I told my family, I'm like, listen, if this plane is flying, I am going down. I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going down. I'm going to fly and land safely. I'm going to be there. So bottom line is so if a plane is leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to be on the plane. Every flight is getting canceled as the days are approaching to Friday. Every flight to go to Raleigh or anywhere in the area or vicinity is getting canceled. I wake up Friday morning. My flight is still on. I'm like, wow, this is like unbelievable. I call my, my family. I'm like, well, I, I mean, the flight's not. I'm going to go to the, the, the airport. I mean, I can't, no promises that it's going to take off. I show up to the airport. I go to the gate. I'm like the only person at the gate. And I asked the gate agent, I said, is this flight still on? And she said, oh yeah, absolutely. We got 22 people confirmed for it. I'm like, all right, great. Well, you know, 45 minutes goes by, they start boarding process. And it's like me and like maybe four other people. So it's five of us that board this plane. And I'm like, well, where are the other like 17 people? Like where'd they go? Maybe they're the smart ones. 
So I get on the plane and they, they move you all to the front. If you've never been on an empty plane like that, it's a really weird feeling. It's like, okay, there's all empty seats. And then there's the five of us sitting in the front row or front two rows. Uh, and now I'm getting nervous. I'm like, should we really be flying? Like, this is maybe not a good idea. Like, maybe there are a lot of smart people here that knew the right decision to make. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, listen, if the pilot is flying the plane, I trust him or her. They've been doing it for years. They're certified. They practice this stuff, you know, this and that. So now I, because it's such a small plane, the pilot actually comes out to greet us. Now, what I was hoping for was somebody like Sully, Captain Sully, who had the famous, you know, Hudson River landing that's saved lives. Uh, and just somebody who came out with obvious experience with a really calming demeanor and just, you know, talked to us and said, listen, I know there's this hurricane thing going on there, but don't worry about it. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've flown through, through 20 hurricanes. I practiced on this on the simulator all day yesterday and today. Every single iteration and variation of what this could look like, 100% success. You sit back, relax. We're going to get you some drinks. Before you know it, two hours will be on the ground safely. Sit back, relax, enjoy your flight. Okay, That's what I was hoping for. What I got was much different. I got a guy that came out of the cockpit that looked like he was 10 or 15 years younger than me and visibly looked shaken. Looked nervous. I would have much rather had him stay in the cockpit. He came out with this kind of spacey look and this really kind of uneasy way about himself and a really kind of soft, uh, timid voice. And his words were, and I still remember this, um, there is a hurricane. Uh, it's apparently pretty bad. And it's near Raleigh where we're landing. We're just going to have to get up there and, and see what happens. And I kid you not, that's what he said. I'm like, Wait a sec, what? Say that again, what? What do you mean, see what happens? Isn't there like some other kind of plan? Like, this is not the type of thing where you pull off to the side of the road and let the storm pass. We're like up there. Like, you know, what's the deal? Um, and needless to say, I was scared to death. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I went from being calm in that situation. I really wasn't nervous. But the demeanor of this leader, so to speak, scared the you know what out of me. And had I had a choice at that point, and they opened up the door and said, hey, listen, you know, had he been like, listen, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how this is going to turn out. We're going to give you guys a free option right now to leave and get off this plane if you want. Uh, that's fine. I would have darted out of there as fast as possible. Uh, but there was no option. We were already committed. And thankfully, obviously, everything went okay. But, wow, what a poor example of leadership. So what I think about is, as you are leading not only yourself but other people through sometimes terrifying situations, the way you act as a leader totally changes other people's mentality and willingness to take on some of these tough challenges. But start with yourself. All I would say is as a leader, we're all leaders of ourselves. Before we're leaders of other people, we're leaders of ourselves. Every single person out there is a leader of themselves. Take one thing that scares you. Take one fear that you have and practice this process of leading yourself through that fear, not trying to eliminate the fear. You're not going to be able to do that. But what I will tell you is once you do it once and learn how to do this scary task with that fear in existence, guess what? The second time you do it, it's a lot easier. If I went back up to that 100-foot tower, it would be significantly less scary. If I did it third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, eventually it wouldn't really be scary at all. 
Same way getting in front of a group of people and speaking. If that terrifies you, do it once. Start with a group of two people, then a group of four, then a group of 10, then a group of 20, then a group of 100, and go up from there. And believe me, you'll find that a group of 1,000 people is no different than a group of 50 people. It's all the same once you hit a certain number. So what you think is really scary, not that it's, again, not that you're going to eliminate the fear the first time. You're still going to have it, but figure out how to operate with that fear. And eventually the fear then goes away. The things that scared you didn't scare you. And then that's all, you know, what growth is. You're expanding your comfort zone. You're doing the things today that scare you that tomorrow won't. And that's really what it's about. So as a leader of yourself, just think about that. Like I said earlier, what are the things you know? All right, so I'm going to get in front of this group of people. Well, and I'm going to do this big presentation. Here's what I know. I know that I know my material. I know that I'm being asked to speak up there in front of the group for a reason, because I have something that's valuable to share with this group. I know that most everybody in the audience would be terrified to do what I'm doing right now. I also know that nobody's going to get hurt. This is not a risky maneuver. I'm not doing anything that's going to physically cause harm. And I know I'm going to feel great when I get done with it. I know that. Okay, so regardless of what it, how, how it goes, I'm going to feel relieved. I'm going to feel great. And I know I've practiced my stuff. So I can feel pretty confident. I'm going to do a really great job. And I'm going to feel even better. The next time I go up in front of a group, I'm going to feel even better. The next time after that, even better. So those are the things I know. And if you focus on the things you know, sometimes it takes your mind off the things you don't know. Because sometimes it's the lead up more than anything else. You know what? That tower, the 15 or so minutes or 20 minutes beforehand where it was a reality that we were doing it, that was the scariest in the world. And then it's over in three seconds. We spend all our time thinking about the things that scare us and the fear builds up and builds up and builds up. If you can put yourself in the robot mode and do it. I used to, when I used to make phone calls, new in the, a new advisor in the business, phone calls would scare the crap out of me. And all I figured out how to do was put my hand in the robot mode. I'm like, okay, let me just pick up the phone. Let me dial it and let me make a call and just get that phone ringing. And if I could just do that and force myself physically to do that action, then I was already in the midst of this activity that scared me. And once I did one, it was easier to do two and three and four and five. And then before you know it, the task itself doesn't scare you anymore. So hope that was helpful. A little bit on fear really cool experience this weekend. I do encourage you, if you're ever down in Charlotte, go there. U.S. National uh, Whitewater Rafting Center. We did level four rapids. You get to 50 miles of bike rides, mountain bike, uh, zip lining, all kinds of cool stuff. So there's my little uh, plug for a really cool place. And if you're near Charlotte, stop by. I'm that far. So any event, have a great one. Thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to share, like, add comments, uh, and give me some ideas on what you'd like to hear. One last thing, if you're interested, I would love to have you join me on my live Leadership Mastermind, which will be on September 22nd. That'll run from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. All you need to do is message me in, uh, individually or privately. I will give you all the login information. It's going to be a very valuable use of time. I'm going to have some guests on there. We're going to have some fun, some interaction. You're going to take away some really cool stuff on leadership. Again, that's September 22nd. Uh, that's a Tuesday night from 5 to 6.30. Join me uh, live and we'll have some fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. 
Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.